Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Heather Abel, and this is Psych in the City. I'm the psych, as in psychic, and the city is Hollywood, California. I wanted to do this podcast uh, just to sort of share my abilities with everyone and uh, do some psychic readings and have some of my clients on, some of my friends, talk about spirituality kind of get real about spirituality. There's been a lot of uh, trendiness around it lately and trendiness around manifesting things and manifestation and um, just kind of be real about it and have some cool in-depth talks about the universe. And um, I'm not going to have people call in and give predictions and things like that. I think it's a little cliche and kind of played out and trite. I wanted to get a little deeper. So That's what this podcast is going to be like, Uh, getting real, talking about spirituality, talking about life, talking about anything that comes up really with me and my friends. Um, Some of them have really cool stories and have lived lives of great interest and depth, and we've all been through the wars, and that's the common thread here is that we've all been through some heavy shit, and we have stuff to talk about. Um, So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm just a little hippie kid from a commune-like environment up in Hoopa, California, which is an Indian reservation, uh, population 100 back in the day. So um, come from the middle of nowhere, humble beginnings. We had nothing. We were just a bunch of hippies. And now I'm here in Hollywood. So uh, I've come a long way, and I've got a lot to say. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, welcome. Let's do this. And today I have a really cool guest, the hot, sexy, amazing comedian, Ariel Kishanchi. And welcome, gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thanks for you being here. I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited to be your first guest. You're my little witchy friend. I know. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm like a junior witch. You are. And kind of. I was thinking about... Because I was going to ask you about, you know, uh, say, what what stood out to you in your first reading? And I'm like, I've given you like 480 readings at this point. Yeah, we've had a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time you read me, you didn't know me at all. We were like, we were strangers. Right. I mean, obviously, it's like, it's so funny I say this. Like, you, you read me and it was accurate. Obvious, like, that's why I'm here. I wouldn't... <laughs> Right. I wouldn't, There's not going to be a yeah. lot of haters on this show. So no. It's, it's yes. cool that I get to dictate that. That's true. <laughs> That's really That's sad, true. isn't you it? You won't we have any. We should have some haters on. Um, <laughs> they can just listen. <laughs> they can just listen. Right. But there you, will be haters. You knew about my family and all of my, like, you know, you knew my fucked up childhood. Oh, yeah. The second I sat, that was the first thing you said. Oh, that's easy. Takes one to know one. Yeah. I can always feel that. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always seek out people who are 
we know somewhat each fucked other. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why we're here now. <laughs> yeah. I think Hollywood is full of us, full of people with fucked up childhoods. Yeah, I don't think anyone with a sound childhood would want to be an entertainer. Uh-uh. Or if they did, I don't think they're very... I like... I think about it a lot. I really do. The people who I know who are the funniest and the most talented have some form of pain that will never leave. Pain is art. Yeah. Art is God. But also people who had like an Ozzy and Harriet childhood, they don't get it. Mm -mm. They don't. I had an Ozzy and Sharon uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, you did. Like I relate. Yeah. You know, my yeah. dad is Ozzy Osbourne, like basically, or he's more the dude. Oh, your dad is the dude. <laughs> Does he wear a robe everywhere? <laughs> no, he's but he's very chill and okay. gives good sage advice. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a he's like a hippie monk. I love it. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. He's like a I'm white gonna have Buddha. Him on. Yeah, you should. He's gonna he's gonna say some cool shit. Like what his motto is: "Don't do anything you don't want to do." I like that. It's so good. Yeah. But there does come a time when you have to do. Something there are certain things you, you have to do. do. But I yeah, like, I mean like, you listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. I did that with. Um, well, we were talking about it earlier. I was going to get these treatments that I couldn't afford, and a friend offered to help me, and she was like, well, you can work it off. And the more she talked about it, the more anxiety I would get. You have to – well, I call it your, your – that's your inner voice, obviously, but yeah. that's like your heart center. It's, it's, it's uh, feeling, not thinking. Yeah. The space between thoughts. It's the yeah. best place to be. Yeah. Feeling, not thinking. Because when you think, it fucks everything up. Yeah. I could right? see that. That's how I read, is I stop thinking. And then I get my psychic visions. How did you... Okay. You always knew that you had this gift from childhood. Well, no. Now I, now I know I knew. <laughs> you didn't know? As a kid, I mean, yeah, I'm seeing things. I just thought I was, like, kind of crazy or something, you know? I mean, as the first visions I started to receive were mainly of people dying. Uh-huh. So I'd tell my parents, like, oh, grandma's going to die tomorrow or, you know, and then it would happen or things like this, right? Or births. I'd be like, oh, so-and-so's pregnant and they wouldn't even know they were pregnant. So it's kind of like that, those uh-huh. Kind of things. Okay. And then in high school, I was really a disturbed kid, like kind of uh, punk rock, rebellious, very rebellious. And that's because I was seeing things and kind of reacting to that. So, I don't know. So then you kind of knew what was going – like you knew you you had a gift, Right? Yeah, not. I mean, I knew, but it was also like, am I crazy? I think most psychics will say this. Like, they, do you wonder if you're insane? I could see that. Because yeah, it's a weird do. thing. It defies logic. <laughs> I still, I mean, I kind of am insane, 
and then I wonder if I am insane. I don't think you're insane. I think you're weird, but that's yeah. a, but well, I'm, you have I'm, I'm to be able to do this. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but I'd love I mean I I think weird is interesting. Well, we're in the weird club together. Yeah. I know. But it's it's also it's like I don't know. I mean, you, it, I don't think somebody who's an accountant, you know, I don't. I mean, that's like the worst example. But somebody who's very straight laced, right? They but, just wouldn't be prone to this. They don't. Somebody like that doesn't. But maybe he's wearing win, women's underwear at night or something. You know, you got to do something for a release. Yeah, but I mean, like maybe. I mean, maybe they watch it. I don't know. But but the, but that somebody like that is not going to be. A psychic right you don't know I've, I've I've met I have uh this this guy I just met is definitely psychic as well his name is Noah Beerman and he's when you look at him he's just a pretty straight laced cute kid you know uh-huh. he, there, he doesn't look like a swami or anything crazy right and I've never uh I'm very uh discerning or I'm very picky with uh, the psychics I meet and uh-huh. I, and who I think is psychic as well. So you uh-huh. know how people always go, oh, everybody's psychic. Oh, da, da, da. you know, we're all intuitive. I believe that. But psychic is a different word for me. And I feel like um, people who are freaks like me, there are not as many out there. And this Noah kid, he is. He's a but freak he's like a little me. weird. He's a freak like me. He has to be oh, yeah, a little he's, weird. Oh, he's a yeah, little weird. see, like a, like he, a he super looks, normal person. He looks like a gap model. Right, but I mean, you you look like an elegant rich lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then I open my mouth and it's all over. No, no, because you're still elegant. You're so sweet. It's true though. Oh I God. you're always in Chanel, like, and you're always very put together. You don't come off like I wouldn't walk, see you walking down the street and be like, oh, for sure she's weird. But, but in know, speaking to like you and getting to know you. That's my shield. That's the way I keep people away. <laughs> so if it were up like, to you, like you would costume. wear a caftan. Well, yeah, that's everywhere. what I all I wear at home. Yeah, that's you true. Know that. I know. I've seen. I've I've tried some on. <laughs> exactly. I know your collection. What about you, kid? What are you doing? What's what's going on? What's going on? What's going on with the comedy? Um. Well, I I have my own podcast. That's. Um, well, it'll probably be on the air by the time this comes out. Nice. So, and what's it called? Mad Genius. Oh, because you are a Mensa member. Hello. I am. I have a. I have a high IQ. I have a one sixty IQ, and I've done nothing with it. <laughs> so it's like talking about how did I get here? Why haven't I used my mind? And I kind of know why, and I'm exploring that. And a lot of mental health stuff. I do a lot of experimenting. I think that. The more intelligent you are, it just sounds so obnoxious, but it's like it is a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. One, everyone, I'm in my head a lot, and I analyze everything. Right. And so, you know, that's, um, I think too much analysis can go dark. I agree. And I didn't have a great childhood. Obviously, you know, we've talked about that, but I, um, no, you had a horrific, I had a horrific childhood. I had a horrific, yeah. I mean, it was like basically the children of God cults. That was my childhood. It was fucked up. Yeah, it was. And, and, um, so I have a lot of issues now because of that. I, like, I was diagnosed with 
depression, PTSD, anxiety, actually major depre- major depressive Depressive disorder. disorder. Yeah. Same. You have major (laughs) depressive disorder? Yeah. But that's not treatable. I know. But I treat myself with quantum physics, with positive thought, with my spiritual practice. So you don't have it anymore? No. I pulled myself out of it. Yeah. With my eight-week program. Call me. (laughs) (laughs) With self-care for... 70 years or however long I've been here. 70 years. <laughs> Stop it. You've ha- you've given me a lot of stuff that helps. Yeah, all that shit is yeah. what I do to yeah. help with my major yeah. depressive disorder. That's yeah. not why I knew what you were going to say. Yeah. Cuz it's hardcore. I used to be able I used to not be able to get off the couch. I would just lie there it paralyzed in depression for like days at a time. Yeah, I'm I'm still there. I I yeah. mean I left the house to come here, and I'll probably go back and, like, retreat to my couch with my cat after this. Which, it's not ideal, but I also have, have you heard of anhedonia? Tell me. It's called um, emotional flatlining. Okay. So you don't really feel levels. You don't. Like, it's hard to get excited about anything or to look forward to it. It's just kind of like like being a zombie. You're just like, it's like, all right, let me get up, do whatever I have to do to get through this day, and then repeat it all tomorrow. And it sucks. And so, you know, I'm trying everything, and I talk about that on the podcast. And It's like an emotional nihilist. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that there has to be a way out of it. Of course. And so I also think, you know, everyone's body chemistry is different and everyone responds to different treatments and, you know, rituals, whatever it is. And so that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm experimenting. I mean, I'm medicated. Good. Yeah, but, you know, it's not enough. I was going to do these ketamine treatments, and that kind of fell through. They're very expensive, and so I got to, you know, figure that out at some point because that seems promising to me. It does. I intuit that that might help you, you know. I'm not against medication um, for certain cases. I mean, mm-hmm. especially like you, it's like you've been to war, you've been to Vietnam, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you need help. You need deep, deep help, and sometimes medication is important. I'm, I'm not uh, against medication, so I'll go on record saying that. However, uh, as far as curing or helping with depression, I think we need to feel. So we do, you know, there's this common misconception that you're happy all the time if you're spiritual. I mean, that's complete bullshit. You know what I mean? We need to feel everything. We need to sit with the pain. We need to feel all of our emotions, of course. But for people like us who suffer from depression, it's a completely different thing. They'll say, why are you depressed? (laughs) And it's like, there isn't a reason. You just are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have to become uh, in a, we have to get to a state of calm, a state of, you're saying flatlining. Well, 
my flat line is the space between thoughts where you're at a state of peace, a state of calm, a state of, of happiness. It's not happiness, it's just being calm, being in this state of knowingness or nothingness, right? Mm -hmm. Where you just exist and, and you're not happy or sad, you're just being. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. And people talking about manifesting and this and that, and it's like you have to do all this work to get to a certain place. Well, what if you just let go and kind of just existed and believed everything was going to be okay? What would happen then? Would the bottom fall out? It's like having faith. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> having faith, but, but in like the deepest way. Yeah. Like feeling it permeate your body, this mm -hmm. sense of well-being. And to me, that's where I'm at these days is just letting it permeate my body, this sense of well-being and understanding. You know, this, there's like mm -hmm. this Louise Hay affirmation, I am safe all is well. Yeah. Which kind of I've been saying since I was like 23 is like I am safe all is well. Mm -hmm. And letting that permeate my being and understanding with every cell of my body, I am safe all is well. And it's like just a feeling, an overall sense of being. And so if I eat sugar or I, you know, inhale some weed or something here or there, the bottom's not going to fall out, and but I'm not an addict, so that's you know different for addicts, I'm sure. But like what I'm saying is, if if I don't work out every day, if I don't do this regimented lifestyle of super intense everything, the bottom's not going to fall out. I'm okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. And and for people who have abuse or people of you know all this stuff, it's like you can be really regimented and you can be really intense. And it's, it's like if you just let go, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I was talking about with the client is manifestation is, you know, if you're, if you're not focusing every day on the end result and what you want and making it happen, yeah. it's not going to happen. Well, what if you just let go? And what if you just existed? Mm -hmm. And what if you just felt safe in the knowledge that everything is working out for your highest good? That makes so much sense. <laughs> what if you just did that? Yeah, I feel like I'm always white knuckling and right. Why yeah. are you white knuckling? I, I, it's all I know. Right. What if you gave yourself permission to just say "fuck it" and I feel safe and I'm okay? That's the that's where, uh, for me personally, at this phase of my life, I feel I just feel so much better. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I should retract the thing about weed or sugar, but I'm for addicts, of course. But I'm just saying, like, you know, you can be free with yourself, and the bottom's not going to fall out. In in the respect of, you know, sing karaoke. I don't know what whatever. I'm just saying, fuck it. You know, I think yeah. everybody's become so rigid around all this. You know, the secret and this and that and feeling like they have to do the work so much that they're becoming counterproductive. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I see that with some of my friends who are into this stuff. They just obsess, and it doesn't sound fun. I mean, 
And I mean, I guess that's kind of what I do with my, like, you know, all the stuff that's going on in my head, I obsess. Right. And if, like, the core basics of a spiritual practice is uh, meditation and yoga, right? That's we get down to the beginning of time. So meditation and yoga. So, again, what are the principles of those things, combining the body and the mind and the spirit? And you eliminate thought. So, again, we go back to eliminating thoughts. So you're saying, I'm trying to get all my shit together, and I'm white-knuckling it, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. Yeah. And the basis of spiritual practice is meditation and yoga, nothing more than the, of a balanced mind, of a calm mind, of a calm heart, of, a, of an empty vessel, right? Yeah. So, so why are we all thinking so much about manifesting so much and thinking and thinking and thinking? You know, I think about it too because the times that I've been able to manifest things were when I said, this is what I'd like. I'll get it somehow, and then I let it go. Right. And I never thought about it again, and it just happened. Because in neediness, we repel. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. When, you, when you're going after a guy and you're like, oh, Bobby, he's so hot, I just want him to be my boyfriend, well, then Bobby's running away. He doesn't want you. No. You know? The more you want Bobby. Especially not with a voice like he that. He doesn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> My dog Chanel just looked at us like we're insane. She doesn't like the voice either. She's like, of course you can't get laid with a voice like that. We are insane. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But um, so so how is the love life? Um, it interests me because I'm married. I don't have a love life right now. What are you talking about? You're so hot. Thank so you. sexy. All your photos are always so beautiful. Thank you. Yes. I I haven't met anyone I would ever want to see again in a okay. while. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not good. No, it's not. In, in this year, in this calendar year, I have well, I reconciled with one shitty ex for a brief time. That's the one I predicted that that you predicted the end. I'm writing the letter on my desk right now, but I won't say it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Right. You and it's and, and it was exactly how you said. I thought I was gonna marry him. Yeah. No. I was like, oh, I this don't is, see that. No. I I'll, I don't think I'll ever see him again. Oh no. Like I don't want to be friends with I him. I think that's good though. It's I, I've, I haven't seen this guy in. Or until I saw him again recently. I didn't see him in like 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, but you predicted it. And so, but it was it was just kind of sad and heartbreaking that it ended. But it wasn't like we were never exclusive. I was going on dates with other guys. I just, um, I don't meet people I like very often. I think that's probably a symptom of depression, you know? Mm-hmm. That, and, and I mean, I know it is. 
but you're also but I also smarter. don't like a lot of people yeah when you're smarter than everyone else it's difficult it's it's hard <laughs> it, it's god it sounds it's, it sounds like I'm like it's just so hard being beautiful like it's so hard being a being supermodel people smart. are always are like always giving me things and I'm like I, I can't keep taking my car can only fit so much like stop giving me all these gifts like I, but but it do, there is like an element of like, like you need someone to match what, you intellectually yes I I I I, I can't I wouldn't respect know this somebody problem, who's not intelligent. <laughs> You're intelligent. That's why we can, why we're friends. I mean, among other things. But I only went. I've only been on one second date this year. Okay, that sucks. Yeah. We gotta fix this. Yes. So you're obviously not manifesting in the correct way. No, I would say no. No. So what what how do you manifest? What is your system? Let's um, talk about it. Well, I I'm trying to think of something I've man I think I've just been so low vibration. Really? That I have I mean So let's talk about ways to raise the vibration. Okay. You know? All right. Because I know with you, it, it can get it can get hard. It can get lonely. Um, you know, it's important to take your meds if you are deeply depressed. But in in addition to that, you've got to combine body, mind, and spirit. So I know you do work out a lot, right? Yeah. But then, what do we do for the mind? You neglect the mind. No, I meditate every day. You do. Yeah. So do you do your affirmations? Uh, I try. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll stand in front of the mirror and try to, I just started doing it again. I'd been doing it, like, when we, when you had first told me a couple of years ago, and it helped. So with meditation, so affirmations can help, things, you know, self-talk, keeping the negative away. We, I mean, we can get a lot deeper into that. But with meditation, uh, what I love is when you go in, ask yourself some questions because you can access your inner voice. This is how you activate your psychic eye, your, your inner voice. So if you have questions about life, uh, when will I meet my soulmate? Mm -hmm. Or what do I need to know about Ariel today? Or uh, am I gonna get that job? Whatever. Um, you can ask yourself psychic questions and then go into your meditation. And of course, empty your mind. But then when you come out of the meditation, generally, uh, at least for me, I will receive answers to my questions. So it's a good way to get answers to psychic questions. Okay. So it's kind of like a little game you play with your third eye. How do you meditate? I just empty my mind. Sit Indian oh, style. It's easier old for school. You. Yeah. yeah. And I go, I'll go for however long. I go prior to each client. Wow. Yeah. Because I you give that respect and time to each client. Yeah. And I want to know about them, so I, that's the game I play. I ask entering meditation, and I, I get the answers exiting meditation. I see. If, as far as general stuff, like right. I'll, I'll feel like, oh, dad problems, oh, dead grandfather, oh, what, you know, uh -huh. whatever. Like they'll all kind of come and greet me, uh -huh. the people, the images, the general generalities. And then when I do a reading, all the more specific stuff starts to come through okay. it's all like a little movie is that how you see everything mm-hmm kind of like a, a, a movie an after-school remember those after-school movies uh-huh like a 70s movie and the after-school special yeah, yeah. After school special. I used to love those 
<laughs> like kind of corny. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's like melodramatic. That. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So well, okay. my movies. You are you're clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. And then a medium, mm-hmm. and then but you're the other Claire's too, aren't you? I, I think I'm everything. I guess I don't know. I'm just you can, everything gets activated. You can see, see, hear, taste, feel. Oh wow! Smell. Really, everything. all of that. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm all of the. I I just call myself psychic though because as far as my mediumship, I'm not mm-hmm. that great. I'm a really good psychic, but as far as a medium, I'll be like. I'll see, they show me objects or items and then they'll give me sentiment. But as far as talking to the dead, uh-huh. I don't do that shit. You've like, never done that? No, I don't have conversations. So that's why I say I'm not the best medium because I don't know how they pull that shit off. Like I'm not talking to dead people. But you see them in the room. I've, oh, yes. You can and sense And I feel them. sentiment. Like, I, you know, like I'll see, like um, I had a client where his father passed and he showed me a Dodgers cap, and it's like, well, the Dodgers cap indicates that was the last thing they did together was go to a Dodgers game. I get symbolism. Okay. And then I'll feel the heart, and it's like, oh, is it a regretful heart that, you know, maybe they had unfinished business or things like this. Uh But I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, hey, it's me, Robert, your dad. Hi, I miss you, blah, blah, blah. Right. I don't do that shit. Do people die a lot with regret? Yeah, there's a lot of, of the alcoholics oh. that come through to me. That's, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of alcoholics. They have regret. That have regret. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. Not to go dark, but. It's okay. Have you ever channeled anyone who killed themselves? Oh, yeah. Many times. What's that like? Horrifying. Their regret. Do they regret it? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes they. Sometimes I feel like. I mean, this is horrific, but that that it's better for them, a better place, because they were in so much pain. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it just can't be solved. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Mm-hmm. But maybe it can. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had a cousin who killed herself last year. Mm. And I just, she was so young. Is that Jean or Jeanette? G-E-A? No. Oh, I G-E-A. Think, I get a G-E-A well, in the room right now. Bridget. Oh. Kind of sounds like it. Brigitte. Brigitte. Well, it's it was spelled Brigitte. Well, is but we'd all mispronounce it and call her Yeah, Virginia. I'm getting Jean, Jean, Jean. That might be someone else. Anyway. Mm. Hmm. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just think about... You have to regret it. I know. If you do it. I know. No? I know. But you, some people are, are now at peace. Right. So you're saying they're out of their pain. Mm-hmm. I could, okay. Which is weird because I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because the love of life is so, so, so vast for us. But. Yeah. Some people feel differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was dark. 
<laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, okay, so love life, you know, it, it's like, I think what I want to do with you is teach you how to make this love oil that manifests love. I would love Manif- that. Manifest a man. Okay. okay. So, uh, basically, you want to get a little vial. You can order one on the internet. You can use a, an empty one what? that you have. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.